Welcome to Sober Sisters Talk, a podcast on recovery with Elizabeth Pudwell and MG. We bring you our experience, strength, and hope from a variety of sources, therapy, 12-step recovery, and life lessons of long-term sobriety. To contact us, email SoberSistersTalk at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook. Just search for Sober Sisters Talk. We're glad you're here. Now here's our next podcast. Also, we'd love to invite you to a Zoom meeting this Friday night at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. If you're interested, email SoberSistersTalk at gmail.com and we'll send you the meeting information and password. We hope to see you this Friday. Welcome. Welcome, everybody, to Sober Sisters Talk. My name is Elizabeth Pudwell, and I'm here with CJ. And together we are this podcast, Sober Sisters Talk. Welcome. So glad you guys are here. So today we have a special treat. We have never done this before. Um, We have brought in a normie, somebody not in program. Is that's that what it's called? That's what it's called, yes. A normie, somebody not an addict. Um, and so um, Jennifer Champion is a um, dating coach. And I'll just give you a little bit of background on how, um, why she's here. I met Jennifer, I don't even remember. Didn't someone introduce us to each other? Yes. Oh, it was a friend of mine. Yes. A friend of mine, Elizabeth introduced, said she recommended, she said, you should get in touch with this woman. So we had coffee and, um, we, you know, she's just one of those people. You, if you want to, if you want to talk with Jennifer about her services and what she does meet with her because it's very easy. She's one of those people, very easy to get to know, very easy to talk to. Even if you're like not one of those comfortable people doing that, she can make you comfortable like that. And we hit it off right away. And she's, you know, she's helped me a little bit in my dating and fixed me up on a couple of dates. And um, I thought of like, would you come on our podcast and talk to us about dating? So Jennifer doesn't really have a whole lot of knowledge about what the addiction is with the 12 steps, you know, why are we doing this? But we met with her um, a couple of weeks ago, and we talked about what SLAW is, Sex and Love Addicts Anonymous. And, you know, we told her a little bit of our stories, both um, CJ and I, and why we're in this program. And then I explained to her that part of my process with working with other women and for myself is once I get through the steps, I create a dating plan. And with the intention of going out there and dating. (laughs) And I'm laughing because I know a lot of you people out there listening, you have a dating plan and you're not dating. So the purpose of the dating plan is to help you to date. And um, I've been doing this for a minute. Um, I've started dating. And I, I do, I should let CJ talk a little bit about her background and her dating before we bring Jennifer in. Will you just talk about how you feel about this whole topic? (laughs) Well, I'm all ears because I've only been working with women, um, sponsoring women in SLAA for a couple of years. And I've yet to get to the point with any of the women I work with where it is time for them to date. Until now, I think I have one on the precipice of dating. And so we decided... January was the month, and um, also I do um, have a lot of women that I've connected with, like on a deeper level in the program, and most of them are single, and most of them are dating, and at first, um, I would hear people talk about dating, and I just thought, oh, this sounds really dangerous. Uh, it w- might be some way that, you know, something they said or the behaviors or the the fantasy was creeping back in or having a really hard time, like, staying on the plan and how many people talked about how they had a dating plan, but they didn't use it and then they relapsed in their addiction. Um, my experience is I have had a boyfriend or a romantic partner 
every waking minute except for, I don't know, a few months when I was in college since I was 14. And before then, I had been dreaming about that person. So I started my um, romantic endeavors early. And when I came into program and counted up the number of people that I had either dated, wanted to date, fantasized about dating, or they wanted to date me, or I flirted with, or hooked up at a party, or whatever. Let's just say it was a lot. <laughs> it was a lot. Um, it surprised me, but it really helped me to see that I thought I was a serial monogamist. I was not. Um, I would be in relationships, totally in love, so I thought, but I have a history of every serious relationship I was in being unfaithful. And I thought I was going to, when I met my husband, I thought, oh, I'm ready to get married, have kids. Everything's going to be perfect. He said everything was going to be perfect. He did not know, like, my history. I didn't know anything about his romantic history, his dating history. And, um, well, let's just say things weren't perfect. You know, I had not done the work that I needed to do to be okay um, I thought I was independent because I lived on my own. I had bought my own house. Um, and I'll say more about like what my dating, what my dating plan looked like further in the episode, I guess. But, um, yeah, so I, uh, live vicariously, I think through <laughs> other women in the program who do get to go out and date and maybe because I am married and that's not an option for me at this time. I'm more interested in it than some people might think is appropriate. Um, but I also love people to um, be be in love. I mean, why not have fun? Why not enjoy yourself? Um, I'm a very I social mean, absolutely. person. Absolutely. Yeah. We are created for this. You know, we are created to love. We are created to cleave, to partner and yeah. to live our lives that way. And, and, you know, it, it does become like an issue, like for me, because I, ha I, unlike you, I've had three relationships in my life, my first boyfriend, my husband and my qualifier, and that's it. And I'm not a, a, a serial dater or, you know, go from relationship to relationship, but I, I did want to like, um, I want to introduce Jennifer and I want you to tell our audience a little bit about, you know, who you are and what you do. And then we'll start and I'll ask you some questions. Great. Well, thank you for having me on the show. This is an honor and I feel very, very lucky to be here. Um, I am Jennifer Champion. I am a matchmaker, a dating coach and a recruiter for singles. I was with It's Just Lunch for many years, um, over a decade, and I started as a matchmaker with them uh, and then moved into a recruiter role. So I recruited for the elite client, and for the past almost 10 years, I've been a recruiter for singles. Um, I opened Date Shape, my studio in Memorial, uh, 2020. Uh, February, right before COVID. <laughs> but, um, you know, that's okay. Like, I was a matchmaker and people needed me then. I mean, people needed connecting and were craving interaction. Singles were, you know, alone and, and they needed me to connect them with other singles, even if it was just for, you know, social and having uh, communication. So I set up video dates. And, you know, like you said, we, we crave uh, human interaction, love, right, as, as humans. It's just, uh, you know, what we do. So my studio date shape, uh, the concept is helping singles be in shape to date. So that's mind and body. Um, you know, physically, we want to feel good, but emotionally and mentally. And I... Um, I promote and I want my singles to be in a place of ease and happiness with themselves. We talked about values. We talked about boundaries. And, um, you know, I think that spoke to you guys and hopefully your audience, um, because that I feel very strongly about those components of putting people together so that they can have a connection. 
and you know it's so interesting though because i was thinking like when you were talking about the um you know getting in shape i always feel like at my best when when i've been had a series of workouts i don't know like do you guys feel the same way? Like when you, do you feel like, even if it's not effective or anything, it's just the, what it does for our bodies, right? Sure. The endorphins, just feeling good about you. I mean, date shape, like I said, is physical, but it's emotional and mental as well. But yes, when you right. feel good about you, when you're in a place of happiness with you and your life, and that's, you know, the first step, right? When you have that um, happiness of being present in your existence, then it makes it so much easier to have a connection with someone. So, I, I you know, in, in our program, one of the things that I work really hard at doing is to help my, the women that I work with, um, to recognize when they're ready and if they're not to date. Because, they're, you, you know, I definitely... Um, when I take on a new sponsee, she, we have to go all the way through the steps. And so there's a process there. But you hit step 12, and then we start right in on the dating plan, even if they're not ready. But I was going to ask you, so how do you, if a woman comes to you and she says, like, well, I really want to date, but I just don't know if I'm ready. What, how would you, you know, how would you answer that? You know, I think that it's, it's, you have to find that out yourself. Right. And I would say to her, you know, that's okay. Like, let's put you, uh, you know, in front of uh, candidates, take a look and see if any of them, you know, interest you, if the lifestyle, the values line up and you're interested in meeting them. And, you know, I mean, have fun, right? It doesn't just because you're going on a date doesn't mean like this is forever, or, you know, this is the person that, you know, you're going to be with, enjoy yourself, embrace meeting someone. And sometimes you need the experience of dating to be ready to connect with someone, right? And a lot of women come to me, um, I have two women coming next week that, you know, haven't dated in many, many years, and they're getting back into it. And what does that look like for women? And that's date shape. And sometimes it's just going on dates and like learning about it and enjoying it and having fun. And now it's okay if, if you're, if you don't feel you're ready, we can, you know, just you learn as you go, right? And embrace it, have fun. Jennifer, one of the symptoms or signs that a person might be a sex and love addict is they go on one date and before the date's over, in their head, they've already married this person, had children right. with this right. people. So they moved in. They're like, yeah, right. the whole thing. And um, and I think our brain, as addicts, our brain cannot tell the difference sometimes between fantasy and reality. So I know for me, like I thought the person that I was uh, in a relationship with or was on a date with that they're they were thinking the same thing. That was right. part of my issue. So how do you help women or clients stay grounded in reality through the dating process? And um, is there, do you get feedback from yes. people and you can sort of s see what Absolutely. they're thinking? Absolutely. So, you know, I, I promote to my clients easy breezy, right? First date, easy breezy we're not going to disclose our life story we're not going to talk about past relationships we're going to stay present in the moment and you know i help them with that through meditation and you know role playing preparation before the date coaching but and i know it's hard because as women and even men but women tend to be more emotional right and our our mind starts racing and our you know emotions start going and to stay present is a practice and it is something that you know you can meditate over you can you know tr train yourself in whatever capacity is comfortable for you um but to stay present stay in the moment you know and not think about you know where you're headed right which is hard if you're excited especially if you like someone i know that but it, it, you know, it really is important that on a first, second, even a third date, you stay present 
and and you have to understand that you really don't know this person yet you're you know don't right like don't think that oh my gosh that was the best or he's great like you have to get to know people and a first date yes you have a feeling yes you have chemistry you're excited but you really don't know them yet so stay present but he's so cute <laughs> He's hot. Oh, so cute. Well, I don't know if this is going to be what you ladies want to hear, but I always promote, like, you want to have two or three people you're interested in and possibly, you know, communicating with, right? Like, keep it, keep it you know, platonic, keep it clean. But you want to have enough interests, people that you're possibly going to meet or date, that you stay grounded, right? And you don't get fixated and you don't think this is the one or, you know, far ahead in your dating journey. I love that. That is so, and I will share my experience with this is that when I, I started dating uh, again over a year ago, it was when the pandemic hit and I'm sitting on my couch and I'm going like, Oh, I yeah. can't go to meetings. I can't go yeah. to yoga. <laughs> um, None of it my friends fun. can hang out. It was, yeah. And I was just, I couldn't even go see my grandkids. And I was just like, I have been waiting and waiting. I better. And so I started online dating. But what I, I thought it would just be like a few months of it. But the thing is, is that the more dates that I go on and the more um, men that I meet, the more I learn about what I want and what right. is good for me and what isn't good for me. Absolutely. I agree. I mean, that is date shape, right? And that's, you know, you need to go on dates to figure it out. You need to learn by yourself. And I just thought of something for your clients that do, you know, tend to go ahead in the journey and not stay present. Video dating. Like they can, you know what I mean? If there's a woman that like does tend to, you know, take it to an intimate level first date and she's scared of that. I arrange video dates and I mean, I know it's not everyone's first choice, but it would keep it. I mean, it would keep no, it clean. That's a, that's a perfect solution. It is. Right? I actually heard of someone, um, in program. I think it was, it was, uh, earlier in the, in, in the pandemic, she had a video date once a week. It was for a set time period. I don't know where the person was. I don't know if the the date was in Houston or somewhere else. Right. And that's what she needed to feel safe. And I just, you know, I thought it was a little extreme. And though, it is very safe. Because I think if I was dating, I would probably need a chaperone. Right? I mean, you know, know your boundaries. Know your boundaries. And know yourself and, you know, accept that you know that that's your tendency or you know that that's, you know, a possibility and you want to, you know, cut that off or whatever. I mean, I think the video date makes a lot of sense for women that are worried about that or nervous, right? You know, anyway, I'm always promoting the video dates. My clients prefer face-to-face, but I think they have their place and they may have their place within your you know, organization. I really do. I think so too. And I love the, you know, because it's such a, um, diminished time investment, <laughs> especially if you're doing a lot of them, you know, I, you don't know. I have to to rest and leave. You could be dressed from the traffic money. <laughs> Thank I, you. I, I really love the video date. I really do. And I, you know, first time I match someone or I connect them on a date, they want live, right? And even second, third, but I will tell you by fourth, even, you know, fifth date, they're like, okay, video date. (laughs) Because I mean, it, you know, it is, it's a lot of work to get out and, you know, energy. So good. I'm promoting the video date again. See, (laughs) I love it. I love it. All right. So I want to, Go ahead. Did you want to say something, CJ? Yes. Uh, thinking about video dating and dating in the digital world, um, I think just being able to connect so easily with so many people has definitely been a challenge for sex and love addicts. 
It's so easily accessible. And though my my friends who are sober and they're dating, they're just done with apps anyway. Right. Either they were unmanageable or, uh, you know, nothing really panned out or people were not what they appeared to be. And I would think that would be great for your business. But what is your um, take on dating apps? So I think they have their place and I do help my clients with their profiles and pictures and all of it to be on the dating apps. I mean, they have their place, right? Um, I do say go into them knowing that it's going to be a lot of time and energy. So depending on how you value your time and your energy back to the values, right? Um, would be, you know, where you can, you know, decide if it's, if, if it works for you, if you have the time a, and I also say to them, go into it with the mindset, probably not, probably not. You know what I mean? Yes. There's been connections, you know, people I'm sure that have met on dating apps. I do as well. No, you're like, (laughs) I was giving them the benefit of the doubt, but Probably not, right? But again, it's safe and it's safe for your, you know, your organization and, and, you know, the people in your program because, you know, there is that screen that's, you know, protecting them. So, I mean, I think they have their place. I know people have met on them and I'm, I'm here to help if anyone wants that. It is part of my services. Um, but I think for your, um, you know, your organization, probably the matchmaker would be the best because I can vet, I meet everyone. I meet everyone and I arrange everything. And so whatever they want to be disclosed going into that first date, video date or live, I've done that for them. So they can go into that date knowing that's on the table and it's okay. We're both still here. You know, one woman asked me if you will run background checks. So I do not run background checks. I, we could not run background checks at It's Just Lunch either. Um, I know my clients very well. I get feedback after every date. So if there's something awry, I'm going to learn about it. I'm going to hear about it. It's going to come out, you know? Um, but I, you know, I think we all can kind of do, I, I probably could do whatever they wanted me to find out, but it's not a, it's not a routine in my practice. I think, so I, I want to, I don't, the background checks is kind of like, ugh, that, I don't think I, I think if I felt like I wanted a background check on somebody, I probably shouldn't be dating them. You know, because yeah. it's just a little suspicious for me. But I'm talking about across the board with everyone, not just a particular person that you might get a strange feeling from. I'm just talking about as a matter of safety and dating right. and not wasting time. Totally. Yeah. And I, I do meet with everyone. Now, granted, you know, that's not going to be a legal background check, but... I do know my clients so well, and you know, I, I I would know her well, whoever she is. I would interview her, and so I match based on those personal interactions. And you know, I, anyway, I mean, I I, get I would think that 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 particular the person, if if I had a sponsee that said that to me, I would feel like that she's probably not ready to date because mm. I don't, you know, I just think that it's a little suspicious. And you have to trust yourself. You have it, to trust. Yes, exactly. And me personally, um, that is part of my background. It's like um, being in a relationship with somebody who, for lack of a better term, sold me a bill of goods and, you know, pulled me in with these, you know, promises or statements of who they are. And then I found out something later about who they were, you know? And so I'm always like looking for the, you know, when's he going to lie to me? You know, when's that going to come up? So I think for me personally, if I'm not like trusting my gut and the things that I'm, you know, the parameters I have in place to figure out who the guy is, then I'm probably not ready to date. And I think that I promote go slow. 
right? Mm -hmm. Go slow. And I, I think that if you go slow, these things reveal themselves in due time. If there is any kind of, you know, anything that would come up, it would come out, right? And you would be able to process it and decide for yourself. Um, but, you know, taking things slowly and spending quality time and getting to know someone, you know, you have to trust yourself. That's, You're right. That's really, that's valid. You know, and I wanted to talk a little bit about, um, there's two things that I got. I want to talk about, like, how we, we've mentioned values quite a few times, but let's be specific about that. Like, what kind of, what kind of values should I, should I, you know, like if I'm going to meet with you and I'm going to tell you these things are important to me, is it height, weight, body type, hair color, or are you looking more for like, you know, what's your political stance, you know, what financial, you right. know, maybe drinking, smoking, you know, right. what, what kind of values are we talking about here? So I have two um, lists that I ask for of my clients and candidates. And one is the, the must-haves, right? And those typically are more about the values. And I also talk politics. I also talk religion um, because, again, those are values, right? Um, but then we, I have a wish list. <laughs> so the wish list tends to be a little more on the physical, um, you know, and just kind of more the fun things. Like if I'd like them 6'2 and dark hair, you know, that kind of thing. But the must-haves and the, the values are, are really important. And, and they do tend to be political and religion. And, you know, hobbies, interests. What do you like to do in your free time? What do you do when you have a day to yourself and you know in terms of lifestyle as well like grandchildren for you Elizabeth you know I mean those things you value and you spend your life um you know giving to that so you know those are the things we dive into um do you think that, you think that like if you find somebody you know I'm wondering why women end up with the wrong partner so often that in my business in this realm here and i don't even know that it's the wrong partner so much as like not a good fit or you know and i've met several men that um maybe on paper are not a good fit but you know that i had fun with you know and would see them again they, they might not be the you know a match but you know they were fun you know so what why do we end up with you know, so why do so many women end up with the wrong partner? I, I mean, I feel we go based on looks, right? We get into a relationship based on the chemistry piece, which is huge. And it is a piece that I do promote and value that you want to have chemistry, right? And that can come in many different um, facets. Obviously, pheromones, the chemistry, just the feeling, the butterflies you have. Um, but I think we go off looks and that chemistry piece first, we're excited. That's what, you know, makes us like, yay, I can't wait to see him again and takes us down the road. Right. And our thoughts, but to have, yeah, they, a, they call that fantasy in this program. Okay. So <laughs> fantasy, which, you know, I try to say, stay in the moment, stay in the moment. Right. But when you're excited about someone and you feel that, you know, the chemistry that's what drives us at first, okay? If you're matched with me, if you're connected with me, I've interviewed everyone. I have your values and your lifestyle in line. Is it exact? No, it shouldn't be. We need a partner that's going to, you know, elevate us or, you know, help us grow. Right. But in order, absolutely. In order to, in my you know, professional opinion, in order to have a long-term relationship with someone, you have to have the values. You have to have the lifestyle, the hobbies, the interests. I mean, all those things to carry you in a relationship because the chemistry will stay hot. Hopefully we want it to, but that's not enough. That's not enough. It's got to be the values and the lifestyle. The intensity will dissipate, I think, 
research shows that that initial high, which is right. a, which impacts the brain as much as say like a line of cocaine, it lasts anywhere from I six not months. Not that we have any experience with that or anything. <laughs> But our audience does. So let's just say for the sisters, yes, yes, they might. Some might, not everyone. This is just hypothetical. Of course. The intensity, (laughs) though, lasts anywhere from six months to 18 months. And that's even for non-addicts. And I completely, I got sidetracked (laughs) The ke- well, the lo- having the long-term relationship, the chemistry piece. Oh, oh, yes. So, uh, for me, I was very much attracted to the intensity and uh, being in risky relationships, doing the risky things with the wrong people at inappropriate times and inappropriate places, and... Um, when I found someone that the intensity was not as much as it had been, to me, that gave me a signal that maybe that would be a long-term partner. So, that's kind of why I felt very safe with my husband. Um, There wasn't as much intensity. There wasn't as much drama. He asked me out on dates. He was a gentleman. He called me when he said he was going to call. Like, he had a lot of um, integrity, which I didn't understand what that was at the time. It felt very, um, safe. So that's what I went for, but I still didn't really end up with the right person. I think. Do you think that has to do with where you're at age wise in the age bracket? Well, I was just going to say, I mean, you know, this is hopefully we can talk freely. Um, You know, maybe your women need to go for older men (laughs) because they don't, they're, you know, their testosterone isn't as plain, right? And I I promote men over 50. I do. I promote men over 50 because they want more of an intellectual, you know, communicative connection with women. I, I interview men over 50 all the time and they are looking for that emotional connection more so than the men under 50 right who really kind of want first and foremost the sexual piece and and that intimacy piece and so i'm thinking maybe for your women go older i think it it might depend on where you're at in your in your life, you know, if right. they're younger and want to get married and have kids, then sure. of course, of you know, course. that probably won't work. But right. I do think, I, I think the key in what you said, Jennifer, was knowing what you're looking for, you know, oh, being absolutely clear, the kind of partner that you do want and, you know, the longevity piece of it, like, you know, is it just, do you just want someone to date and to be in a relationship with or are you looking to be married and have kids and spend the rest of your life with, you know, right. I think that part of it for me is just key because I think that is the reason why I ended up in um, a marriage that I, that I wanted to get out of was because I was not clear about what I wanted and I did not look at him in that way. Right. And, and I mean, a lot of people don't know what they want, right? Especially if you're younger, you think you know. And I mean, women and men that come to me, you know, first meeting, they think they know. Their must-haves that they give me, the three, four, five must-haves, they change. In the course of their dating, they change. And it, it, when they do meet someone that they connect with, maybe one or two of those were in line, right? So... You know, I will say that me meeting with my singles and having that interaction and having the experience of watching people date, hearing the feedback, and, you know, just seeing the course over, you know, almost two decades, people dating, I think I, you know, I, I can kind of see beyond where they are at that moment, right? And so it, I, it does, I can help them find the right partner and you know they have to discover it but it is me lining them up with the values and the lifestyle 
I have another question. I one of the issues that I seem to come across is um, I don't drink, and I, um, I I I I find a lot of the men that I meet in the online dating app are find that to be a turnoff, and I just you know I. I, one of my work colleagues, I told him we were going to do this podcast and he said his daughter is newly sober and she's young, you know, she's in her, in her twenties and she's newly, newly sober from drugs and alcohol and, um, almost a year and is having trouble dating. So what, what would you, how would you handle that kind of a quandary? Sure. I, you know, you have to honor your lifestyle. You have to honor what works for you. Is it something you need to tell your potential date or the person you're meeting, you know, date one? I don't think so. I don't. I promote you wait till you feel comfortable to share that. Right. And, you know, a lot of people don't drink and it's lifestyle. Sometimes it's, it's by choice, right? I have clients all the time or even now that don't drink and they'll do mocktails. Have you heard of mocktails? So, you know, even if they go to a bar, we'll, we'll all arrange the date at a place that I know has awesome mocktails and you know, they can, if it makes them feel comfortable, they can pretend they're drinking. I don't know. You don't want to misrepresent yourself. However, you don't need to share your personal, you know, situation with anyone in my opinion until second or third date, honestly. Um, or if you want, I can make sure that I'm lining you up and matching you with someone that is okay with that. Right. Um, so, you know, I, you have to honor your lifestyle. You have to honor who you are and, you know, we can make sure that I find them someone that is okay with that. And it wouldn't be that response. I like the, like, you know, you, you don't have to tell everybody or, if you're like, absolutely, I don't want to, you know, I don't, I don't want to go hang out in a bar. Will you make sure that you line me up with somebody? You know, I like that. Or coffee, coffee. I know this really great coffee shop down I-10. <laughs> and Jimmy Rock. Did I send a Pura lot of coffee? Yes. <laughs> I send a lot of people to Pura. I mean, coffee. Okay. Yes. I love that place because you can sit at a table and you can actually like feel like you're you know, at a restaurant in a way and order food. No, it's fabulous for a first date coffee. So I arrange first dates, coffee or a cocktail. And a lot of people want the coffee date. They really do go on a coffee date if you don't drink. So that's a really good point. Like if you are going to go on a first date, how long should it be? You know, I mean, that's that's interesting most first dates if they're vibing and it's fun usually go about two hours two hours if it's not vibing you know obviously it's going to be less so an hour but i had a couple go on a date last night a first date they had a blast and it was two hours and they really liked each other like today the feedback was awesome and they said they were there two hours so that would be about the time i would say Oh, that that um, prompted a question I have. So if people go on a date and you get feedback from one that they really like the person and then feedback from the other that it's not going to work out, who has to deliver the news? Et moi. <laughs> Me. And I have, I've, I, I've learned, are you ready for like the, you know, best kept secret? There just wasn't a connection. There just wasn't a connection. Thought you were great. Thought you were nice. Hopefully (laughs) enjoyed the date. Hopefully most, I mean, if it's through me, they're going to have a good time. I mean, you know, it just, there wasn't that connection that doesn't hurt anyone's feelings. It it really, I mean, sure. Maybe a little disappointed, but it, it, people can swallow that. You know what I mean? There just wasn't that connection. Are you ready for my analogy of how to soften that even more? Okay, dating's like going to Baskin Robbins. I think I told you ladies this, did I? No? Oh. Okay, 
Eating's like going to Baskin Robbins. There's 31 flavors. You're not going to like all 31. You're going to like one, maybe two or three, right? right we just right, aren't right. going to like every flavor. We're not going to like every, you know? And so don't worry about it. Someone doesn't, you know, connect with you. Great. Someone else will. It's fine. I'll, I'll set them up again. <laughs> I love that because it, it sounds enjoyable and not very stressful. One of the things that I had a tr problem with and a lot of women um, that come into our program is they've been a chameleon all their life and they just want to be the perfect person for the guy that they want. So they may take on that person's hobbies. I really when I looked back, I didn't really have that many things that I had a unique, specific interest in that weren't somehow related to romantic relationships. And I really didn't know myself. I really believed in the fairy tale that someone, there was one person for me, they would complete me and also take care of me. Um, sort of this rescue, you know, rescue from my intolerable life so what I hear you talking about is that um, when women come to you and clients come to you it really is getting in shape to date in terms of actually understanding like what values do I have and what do I have to offer to someone and what are my likes because I would you know back when I was younger I would just be like well you know whatever he likes I'll like it <laughs> Absolutely. And you're not alone. And I mean, here's the deal. When, when my women, men, when they go on dates, I want them to listen, right? I want, and, and I'm mindful of saying that I want them to hear. <laughs> Someone once asked me, you want women to listen? I want them to hear, right? I want them to observe. I want them to watch and to take in what the date is saying. And do you like what they're saying? Do you like what you're hearing? Do you like what they do? You know, and not worry about, do they like me? You're on that date to decide, do you like them? Is this someone you want to have a second date with, right? Not just about, are they liking you? I mean, hopefully, but whatever. Do you like them? You know what I mean? Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That is such an important piece, I think, in for women in this program. I agree. I agree. Hear them, watch them. Do you like what you're seeing? Do you like what you're hearing? Is this someone you want to spend your valuable time with? And that's what the first date is about. That's what the first date, not disclosing, you know, you're wherever you are in life what you've been through. It's a positive time and it's listening to someone, hearing them and evaluating, is this someone I want to have a second date with, right? And that's as that. far as oh, I, love that. I love that. I love that. I think that's gold because Me I too. have so many women that like, um, they are, well, I don't know if he likes me or he hasn't called me back or blah, blah, you know, but do you like him? Right. You know, what, is, what are the values that he had? How did he treat the, the wait staff? Was he on time? You know, was he dressed appropriately? Did he listen to you? Did he ask you? I've been on a date where the guy asked me one question in lunch and I was just, the rest of the time I'm like, oh my God, when is he going to shut up? You know, yeah. Right. And then, you know, we need to evaluate that and process that and, and recognize this isn't even someone I want to be with. This isn't even someone I enjoyed. I don't want that. So that's what I want women on the first date to keep in their mind, right? And that's what I want them to walk away with. Do I want to see that person again? All right, I want to hear the craziest stuff. I want to hear the craziest red flag you've heard from a first date or a second date. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I have to say, luckily, because I do line up, you know, um, you know, politics and values and all of that, the lifestyle, usually my first dates, I, I say, are great, right? Um, is there chemistry? Is there that 
butterfly feeling, that's the one piece I cannot guarantee. However, because it's personal here at Date Shape and I get to know everyone, there's a good shot, right? Um, there's been some heated political things that have happened in the past, uh, you know, year or so. Right, um, I see that, definitely. Um, one too many cocktails, which hopefully, <laughs> maybe that wouldn't have, you know, we wouldn't need to worry about that, right? Um, and I will say, because I was thinking about this podcast all day today and why I don't want you guys to feel you need to disclose your life story on a first date, because when I do get feedback the next day, not not many times, but I would say a handful of times, one person, and we talked about this, CJ, one person said, great date. I really like them. I can't wait to see them again. And the other person was like, no, no, you know? So, you know, when that happens, that's, that's probably where, you know, I, I'm sad, but you know, it just goes to show that you don't want to give away too much information on a first date because you may think it's vibing. You may think you're having a good time but it may not necessarily be mutual. So that's why we hold off, right? So true. Yeah, right? if there's a if there's a future there to be had and it is a good fit, then you will have all the time in the world to share with that person and develop a true intimacy. You know, I would go from acquaintance to sex like that and I've told Elizabeth this before a lot of that was just to skip the whole getting to know someone and letting me be known um and then I thought that that was love so and and you're not alone you're not alone but I do tell my singles enjoy the romantic honeymoon phase the excitement the mystery the you know anticipation of the next date because it only lasts for so long it's short and you know spread it out get to know them because the, you know the glue is friendship the glue is friendship and values and lifestyle and the things that create a foundation with two people right and if you have that chemistry if you have that excitement that's awesome that's awesome, but create the foundation first and then, you know, create the intimacy, which, you know, it can be third, fourth, fifth date. I'm not saying wait forever, right? But enjoy that excitement. Are there any absolutes? Never do this, always do that. What about letting men lead? I mean, and should they always pay? How do you handle that part? So if asked, it's Dutch. If asked, right? assume Dutch, right? But, you know, that is not something I say, you you know, A or B is paying. Um, and, and I do set up first dates with coffee or a cocktail. And if you're at a, a restaurant and you have, you know, a soda, whatever, uh, you know, water at the bar, right? And you like each other and you hit it off, you can move into the restaurant. In some cases, I'll even have the reservation back, you know, in case, and if not, you know, we'll, we'll take care of that. I'll take care of that. But if you hit it off and you want to stay for dinner, then great. But my first dates are pretty casual. Uh-huh. Elizabeth, what do you mean? I'm sorry. Oh, excuse me. I wanted to know, Elizabeth, what do you mean when you say letting men lead? Letting him call you for the date, like, you know, what if she hasn't heard from him in a couple of days, but she wants to reach out to him? Do you encourage that or do you say just wait? A couple days. I mean, I definitely promote letting the man lead in the beginning. I do. And I think it's for emotional reasons for women as well, right? I think that um, women do like to be pursued. They, they like that courtship. Um, now, if you're a woman that, you know, you want to reach out, you have to honor what's right for you. You have to be you. I say be you. And if you want to reach out and you want to send that text, then do so. But keep in mind that, you know, men are by nature hunters. They like to chase and they like to pursue. 
Um, and I think that that is, you know, by nature their habits. So I would let them, and I, I believe most women do want to be pursued, but me too. you have to honor what's right for you and just know that, oh, I know what I was going to say. If you're going to do something, if you're going to send a text, if you're going to reach out, do it because you want to do it not because you're hoping to get a response. If you're going to make that call, if you're going to send that text, that's because that's what you need to do for you. Not to get a text back or something. Yeah. Because we can't control other people's actions. We can't. And we can't think that we can, right? So if you Oh yeah. We've all been to Al-Anon meetings. We know about that too. <laughs> We we are detached with love, and we like to take action and let go of the outcome. Absolutely. So if you need to send that text, if you need to, you know, ask that guy out, go for it. But just don't do it because you are, you know, you have to get that response. Do it because you want to do it, and you're going to be okay either way, right? That's like a sound bite. Yes, it is time. Uh, you've just been a dream um, and such a breath of fresh air to talk to. And um, I just hope that, you know, all of those listening, would you give your contact information or some way to get in touch with you in case they I, do? Yes. And, you know, please, I love what I do. And Elizabeth, thank you for your intro. I will talk to singles. Come to my studio. Let's have coffee. Let's talk. I'm no pressure because I don't want to pressure singles, right? I, I'm here to help at DateShape on social, DateShape.com, DateShapeHouston at Gmail. And I mean, I'll give my number. Is that okay, Elizabeth? Yes. Okay, so 713-385-7304. And I'm here to help. I want to help. And that is Jennifer Champion, matchmaker here in Houston. You, but this can be done virtually as well. Although I don't think she knows people in Montana for you to date, but you know. Not yet. Shape.com is about to launch and I will have connections on the website. It can be all over. Video dates can be anywhere. I am a recruiter for singles. So, I mean, I'll do my best to find someone in Montana if that's where you want to meet someone. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for all of the information, for your time, for your candidness. We so appreciate it. And um, listeners, you know, this is Sober Sisters Talk. You can't, we, we record every week. There's a new podcast every week. You can come to our meeting. We meet um, Fridays at 6 p.m. Central Time. That's what we're going to do next. And everybody's welcome to come and attend. Anything else, CJ? Did I miss something? I think you covered it all. Thank you so much, Jennifer. All right. Thanks. Be you. Be you. Till the next time. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Sober Sisters Talk podcast. To find our podcast, we're at www.sobersisterstalk.com. We're also on Apple iTunes and on Facebook. See you next week.